Hello, hello, and welcome back to Tater Tot Sports Talk. Casey Tucker here, as always, alongside Aaron Barnett. How are we doing tonight, Aaron? Oh, we're doing fantastic. I hope everyone's doing great and enjoying this nicer weather I guess we're having here, depending where you're from. But I know I enjoyed some nice weather this past week. Yeah, depending on where you're from. Um, we uh, we had some 30-degree weather, 34 degrees at the Cubs game first pitch last night oh. I was at. Okay, we, I guess maybe... Maybe yeah. not for you then. Yeah, and other other of us uh, got to go to Arizona and enjoy some heat yes. out there. So, um, yes, I guess we're experiencing two different worlds this past week. Then, yeah, tell me about it. A little little envious of you, but how was AZ? Oh, it was fantastic. It's been about about a little over a year since I've been back there, and April's just killer down there. I mean, every single day is about eighty five and sunny. So. Can't really beat that time of year in Arizona at all. Dude, that spring training weather. I mean, spring training is done, but at least like escaping out there this time of year before it hits like 100 every day of the week, you can't beat yep, it. Yep. So, and oh, that's unbelievable. Was, I got a question for you. I don't know if this was, but we know you went to Arizona State. Was this your first time going out there since you went to school there? Or have you been so, there since? Actually, no. So I went back one other time uh, last, two years ago. No. The last NFL season, I went down two years ago. It was a Cardinals game against the Rams. That's right. Okay, I remember. And, yeah, so that was I went down for that. It was just for a weekend, though. But this was the first time I came back and saw most of my buddies from ASU and stuff. Okay. So it was, it was good to see everyone and catch and, up. Uh, and yeah, thanks for the invite. Have a good time in Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll meet you out oh, there you, next time. <laughs> you know you're always welcome down there. Of course, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, and speaking of Arizona State, too, they played GCU baseball yesterday, um, beat them 13-10, oh. playing again tonight, and GCU's about to close out a 4-1 win. So, wow. Yeah, okay. not, not well, bad. GCU's, GCU's a little bit for real this year? On the rise. I, I think so. They got a good chance to win the whack for baseball. I mean, not a lot of people watch baseball, but, um, yeah. you know, it's there. For you, for you few college baseball fans out there. Yeah, there, there might be a couple here. But speaking of baseball, we got some stuff to get into here. Did you see that Padres-Dodgers series last week? I actually did not. I was not up to a lot on sports since I was away on vacation. So yeah. I'm just trying to get myself caught up on a lot of it. But what, what happened with that series? Yeah, it was insane. So the Padres and Dodgers went at it. Um, I believe it was... Um, at Petco, but Dodgers ended up taking two out of three. One of the games, Mookie bets. So Dodgers are up two zip, bottom of the ninth. Um, shot to right field, I think it was by Tommy Pham. And Mookie bets on the run, full out dive. The ball debatably could have touched the ground. Uh, who knows? But makes this unbelievable catch. Dodgers win two zip. Two runs would have scored. And maybe even the Padres wow. walk it off on the next play. Who knows? But. Just wow. an insane series. Honestly, I don't know if you want to back me on this or go against me, but this may be the best rivalry in baseball this year. Honestly, it possibly could. Just because we're seeing the Padres make an actual run as um, one of the top contenders. I mean, they're 500 right now, but we know they're in that top 10 um, talent-wise as a team, and we know they're probably going to make a run this year. So it could be... In terms of rivalries, probably the best that the league has to offer right now. I mean, it's always Yankees, Red Sox, um, yep. maybe Cubs, Cardinals, 
maybe Dodgers and someone else, um, Padres this year. But, like, okay, past years where you've got, like, the Cubs, they're exciting players. You've got Baez, Chris Bryant, Rizzo. They're just a fun team to watch, and they're putting games on ESPN, especially in those yeah. years that they're winning games. The Padres yeah. are now to that level, especially with Tatis, and they've got Blake Snell, you Darvish, um, Musgrove threw a no-hitter. So I think the Dodgers know this is a real team, and – it, it could be a fun year. Yeah, I mean, they're probably taking it a little bit more serious than usual. And um, kind of going back to talking about the Mookie Betts play, this just kind of made me reminisce a little bit about the good old days when he was on the Red Sox. But, uh, don't you wish. You know, we, we live and we learn, and we're seeing the Dodgers. You know, they're they're back to themselves. They're the reigning World Series champions, and they have the best record in the league. So, I mean, they're not going anywhere as long as we know. Mm-hmm. Of course, yeah. I, I expect to see him back in the World Series. I do some uh, predictions each year of how how well I think the team's going to finish, records, all that stuff. I've got the Dodgers back winning the World Series. I don't know how you can't take that. Um, yeah. They're just they're just so good. I hate the Dodgers. I'm sorry yeah. uh, to anyone out there yeah. that loves them, but I just can't stand them. They're just they're so talented on just every single aspect of the game and. Hitting, fielding, pitching—they're just—they just have it all. And yeah. in baseball, when you have it all and your players can stay healthy, it's 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 tough to get beaten. Yeah, they're looking really strong. And back to your Red Sox too. How are they twelve and seven? I mean, that's nothing to boast right? about. Nineteen games into the season, but how are they twelve yeah. and seven? This was the Yankees so, or the Rays division yeah. to run. I mean, so they they had a little bit of a rough start. They got swept by the Orioles in their first series, their own three. But then they won nine of their next ten, and they just kind of got on a little roll. And now we're 12. We just lost tonight, so yeah. five games over five games over 500. But, I mean, that's still the second-best record in the league. And yeah, Verdugo's looking good. Who, J.D. Martinez looking as young as ever. Bogart's producing. Yep. Yep, it's good to see. Yeah, it's good to see Bogarts kind of come back from a little bit of an off year the past couple of years. But you, you know, you're always going to see JD perform, and the pitching's actually been a really good surprise behind Evaldi. So that was probably the main concern coming into the year was just depth at pitching. But they've been doing a solid job. Yeah, and Evaldi's been doing fantastic. Three point oh four ERA to start the campaign. Not yep. too shabby. No, and, not too bad at all. I mean, if we're talking favorite teams here, obviously I'm a Cubs fan. Um, yep. It's been an interesting start for us. The offense hasn't showed up. It's been – so up until three days ago, this was – I think it was through like what, like 12, 12 games or something, um, 11, 12 games. But it was the worst offensive start since the 4 Tigers who ended up losing like 118 games really yeah worst offensive wow. production um runners in scoring position brutal um the first two cubs games i went to this year one of them they got shut out one hit the next game i go to uh they put up two runs and i don't think they had more than three or four hits um i went last night again they won three to one but they only had four hits again so there's just wow. no offense, but in between that, they put up a 13 spot on the Braves on Saturday, a 16 okay. spot on the Mets tonight, and all these other nights they're getting three hits. So I don't know what to expect here. Um, they're sitting so, at eight and nine now. Yeah, not honestly, not too bad. Their runs allowed isn't horrible, but 
if yeah, if you're looking at their runs scored, they're definitely in the bottom five there. And so that's when you see the offense, like you were just talking about, that's struggling. And it's hard to win games when you're only putting up three or four runs a night. Yeah, but then you put a you have, 16 spot yeah. or a 13 a couple nights ago. Actually, they, yeah. they beat the Braves 13-4 and then lost 13-4 the next night too. So okay, kind well, of funny. Yeah. Inconsistency definitely doesn't help. But, I mean, it's a long season. You know, Anything can happen and – I think the only thing that we know right now is that the Dodgers will be at the top just because we know how good they are. Yeah. So a lot of people predicted Dodgers Yankees World Series. How are the Yankees? Six and eleven. Worst team. Six and eleven. Worst yep. team with the twins in the AL. Yep. How? Yep. Crazy. Crazy. I how do you spend that much money on an organization every single year and yet you're five games under five hundred? And I mean, you were you were you were the American League favorite this year. They they, sh- they can't score runs. I mean, their last few games here here's their run total: three, three, runs. three, three, four, two, three, two, three, one. I I, I don't wow. get that. Their offense is supposed to be a juggernaut. Fifty nine runs. That's third worst in the league. I mean, seventeen games. Like Lemayhew's doing pretty good. Judge is doing all right. Stanton. Couldn't hit water if he fell out of a boat right now. Urshela, <laughs> he, he's doing okay. Odor, I don't know about that trade. Torres sucks. Ford sucks. Hicks sucks. Sanchez barely scraping 200. 0 for 3 with 3Ks tonight. <laughs> Frazier in left. He's been 175. Like, their lineup is just brutal. And they've got, like, Kluber, Garrett Cole. Um, and <laughs> yeah, their pitching is stacked. They're doing nothing. I mean, even when um, – shoot, who's their closer? Uh uh gosh what's his name the man the myth the legend uh chapman of course chapman yeah. yeah he's he's off to a fantastic start this year too he's uh i was i was checking this out earlier he's pitched in five games only five innings because they haven't had many save opportunities two hits 13 strikeouts zero era wow no runs wow so if they can <laughs> if they can get a lead, <laughs> they have a pretty good chance late in the game. But I don't know. Yeah, like it's it, not it's performing. Just... And it's it is kind of weird too, because like you see like the Red Sox, I mean they're a team that was probably projected somewhere in the bottom part of the AL, and right now they're tied with the Reds for the most runs scored in the league. Exactly. So, I mean, their offense just came out and we're on fire right now and it's it's just interesting. It's a long season, though. Yeah, like, I mean, we're only an eighth of the way through the season, but still, yeah. like, yeah, it's kind of, yep, yeah, kind of just shook. definitely interesting to kind of see how things are starting out. And I mean, I'm I'm a fan of it, so I'm not going to complain. Yeah, you got to come out to Chicago this summer and catch a Cubs game too. You know, I would rather. I mean, I would not want to do anything else but go to Wrigley and see the Red Sox Cubs. So I might hold you to that. Whatever that happens, <laughs> whenever that happens, just just let me know. All right, buy my plane ticket. We'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, one more topic I want to talk about in baseball too: um, the extra inning rule. So we saw it implemented last year, where um, we had this COVID year, sixty games, blah blah blah. But if you got to extra innings, they didn't want to increase these game times. And now they're putting it in this year. I don't know if it's COVID or just trying to shorten the games a little bit. But runners start on second base every extra inning you play. So 10th inning, runner on second, no outs. 11th inning, runner on second, no outs. And it's allowing for a lot better offense. And I think last year, like 
the longest game only went like 13 innings, which is insane. Are you are you a fan of that? Do you think that takes away from the novelty of baseball? Uh, I don't really know if I like that just because I feel like you are taking away from, you know, like the grinded out games that you used to see. Like if you're going to go into extra innings, I mean, you're obviously going to start fighting as hard as possible every single inning. And if the pitching is just absolutely destroying the game, like why take that away and give, you know, the offense more chances to, I guess, um, produce more. That is, that is true. And, and to me, like, I, I honestly feel like from a baseball standpoint, I hate it. Takes away from the game. Um, takes away from like what baseball actually is, takes away from the records that have been in place forever. Um, I get changed is something that like naturally happens and and should happen in sports and in life. Um, but from a fan standpoint, you gotta love it. Like I, okay. I've been to a 15 inning game before plenty of like 12, 13 extra inning games and they're a blast. But also like if you've been at the park for four hours, do you really yeah, want to just get carried away? Yeah, yeah. Do you really want to yeah. still be there? So from a fan aspect, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Unless it's like this incredible game, playoff atmosphere, playoff game from a fan aspect, you like it. I mean, if you're, if you're waiting up after a seven o'clock game at night and it's 10, 10 30 and you got work yeah. the next day, do you really want to be watching baseball until wee hours of the morning? Probably not. And yet, yeah, it's, it's definitely like a discussion that would be um, interesting to have because there's probably multiple people. There's probably a lot of people like all the old baseball fans that probably hate it to death because they want the old fashioned, you know, grinded out baseball games. But I can definitely see from a fan's point of view, if you're at the stadium for more than four hours, you probably just want to leave. So exactly. I mean, it does make it, it does make it more interesting offensively wise, offensive wise um, at a minimum. So Definitely. I don't know. That's interesting. Yeah. That's an interesting rule. I don't know if they'll keep that. They've got a lot of rules in the making. Like they're trying out some minor league rules of one of them they put the pitcher's rubber back a foot to try and increase offense. Absolutely insane. Wow. Um Universal wow. DH obviously is a hot topic. Um the the pitch timer, um trying to get pitches coming as soon as possible. So they're, they're trying a bunch of different things, especially Theo Epstein after leaving the Cubs this last, last year has joined the MLB to try and help try out some things. So kind of weird, but they're they're making a lot of changes to baseball this year. So we'll yeah. see where that you know, goes. Like you, yeah, like you said, like change is good. And I feel like a lot of people like seeing change, but also sometimes change gets made in sports where like it just goes absolutely horribly wrong and – everyone hates it and then it just you know that's when the change only lasts a year or less than a year so yeah yep. also exciting day i, I don't want to get too much into video games here but mlb the show 21 just came out right and people are raving about it so like you've got 2k you've got madden um great games always fun may have their lags Absolutely. whatever huge but, huge 2k enthusiast yeah huge 2k enthusiast <laughs> but what we're looking at with the M- new mlb the show game you can create your own stadium that's pretty sweet. people are going nuts i mean you can put cities behind it like you're playing like sims here like create your own city create your own <laughs> town um you can put up billboards adjust the walls the stadiums the stands like 
I wasn't going to buy the new one this year because I've got the Javi Baez 2021, but I want to make yeah. my own stadium. So I like, yeah. I, I, I'm considering no, that's, it. That's pretty sweet. And yeah, you were, you were telling me about that a little bit earlier and that's pretty cool. Like I know in, so I know in 2k you can like create and design your own court where you can. Yes, you know, you I did that. It. Yeah. It's, your, it's, it's, yeah, it's your, my team. So you create your own court, you, um, make your own jerseys. So like you can do a lot of that designing, but it's nothing like that where you create an actual city. So yeah, pretty dope. Not going to lie. That's something really cool that they've done. Yeah, not going to lie. I did the 2K one and I don't know why I did this, but I did the Texas Longhorns. <laughs> made the logo. Oh, man. Made a, it was like T-Mobile Arena. So I made like uh, the pink outskirts of, uh, of the court, like the trim. It was pretty nice. tight with that burnt orange and, and gray, nice. but yeah, I had some fun nice. with that. But yeah, I really want to make a stadium, so we'll we'll see if I end up yeah. getting that. Yeah, and yeah. So the one I, the one I actually have for two K, um, I'm the San Diego Toon Squad. So <laughs> Toon very, Squad, very very uh, original. But basically, my court is like so there's already like a preloaded toon squad like uh center logo yeah that i just threw on the court and then it's like a dark brown uh wood so it's pretty sweet and then my colors are like a light blue and pink that so that's very, pretty sick you gotta send me a picture of that very, yeah i will very interesting but yeah it, it's definitely fun when they make those kind of personalization rules so yeah so fun interesting to, them too. to actually like play that baseball game where you can you know design what kind of city you have for sure yeah keep an eye on that nice so you're talking toon yeah, squad here have you have you seen the new uh trailer for uh, uh no i haven't i've been meaning to watch it have you not seen the trailer yet no i the new space jam I, lebron keep, james no did you watch it it's so sick it, it's unbelievable like really yeah i i really enjoyed the last one i mean it's a classic but this new this new one is something to see. It's just much more modernized. So if you like that, it's your kind of movie. Yeah. It just yeah. looks super cool because I mean the last one with Michael Jordan, it was it was a blast. It was a fun movie, but it's it's very outdated by now. So having the new king yeah. of basketball, LeBron James, it it looks pretty yeah. fun. The concept of it I, is pretty cool, especially in the real world before they go to the yeah. Toontown. Yeah. So yeah, I know. I I actually like I like the fact that they made a sequel on it just because like it was such a good movie to watch as like a kid growing up and you know, you're watching the best player in the world. Um I don't know if you ever watched the Michael Jordan uh Netflix show, but it was talking about in the show how it, he was going to the gym for, to film that movie during his season. And so he would be training in that facility um, while filming the movie. No way. And so he's basically, he was basically living at that facility every single day because they provided him like a weight room. They provided him trainers, like food. And so they basically just said like, he was like, he was basically like, Hey, if you want me to, you know, act in this movie, you're going to supply me all this stuff. And they did. So he basically just lived at the facility that's while they filmed sick. Space Jam. Yeah. That's awesome. Pretty, pretty I always dope, wondered, so. like, how do they film that? Especially because the seasons run so long. Like, when do they have time to yep. do that? They're training all the time. Yep. That's pretty sick, though. Yep. I like that. Yes. Yeah, so that was pretty much what they did for him. So I'm kind of curious in what 
LeBron did, because I know they filmed a little bit in the summer, but I mean, I'm sure they didn't get it all done in one summer. So oh, for sure, yeah. I'm kind of curious to see how they did it with uh, LeBron in this new one. Yeah, I'm interested to see too, but it's gonna be a it's gonna be a must watch. I'm excited. Yeah, um, absolutely. You, something you gotta watch for sure. Yeah, and talking basketball too. I mean, let's move on to the NBA here. Steph Curry, absolutely, seventy-two threes in his last Sheesh. ten games. 72 Old Steph's back old Steph is back um no that's crazy I I kept um seeing updates every single night on just you know Steph putting up these ridiculous numbers and yeah like you said 72 th- 72 threes in 10 games um that's crazy he, he's just popping off I mean some of these games he's putting up 50 60 points he's been putting in well over 10 threes um the last like four or five games he didn't tonight he had a rough rough day but uh probably only had like seven or eight threes <laughs> yeah but he's he's just been going off and no one can stop him the warriors oh aren't gosh. doing fantastic still i mean no clay draymond's not the same but he is pulling their weight yeah absolutely so Looking okay so get ever. this get this so curry has scored 30 points in the last 11 games um longest wow. streak since kobe it's longest streak from a player older than 33 since kobe who had 10 during this span he's shooting 49.7 percent from three 40 points per game how does that just happen like i get if you have a good night but for 10 games or longer than that, that long of a stretch 50 percent from three it's not kidding? like you're shooting threes in the gym with no one around you like if you put any of us in a gym and tried to have us hit fifty percent from three, not a chance. That wouldn't no. that that doesn't no. happen. And he's doing it NBA no. range against defenders. That's absurd. No, yeah, he's he's absolutely tearing it up. Um, like you said, the Warriors, you know, they're they're not one of the top contending teams, but they're just kind of that team hovering around that eight to ten spot. You know, maybe possibly going for a playoff bid. Who knows yet? But um, it would be really fun to see Steph um, if he continues this streak he's got going on. It'd be fun to see Steph kind of carry the Warriors on his back, and hopefully, I'm not a huge Warriors fan, but I'd like to see them get back in the playoffs. And you know, you how can you not like watching Steph Curry? Yeah, I'd like to see him in the playoffs just to watch Steph and just to know that they're not one of the top two seeds for once. Yeah, I would. I would that's yeah. the part that I would support right there. Yeah they're back to being a normal team. You know, they're not this alpha that just dominates every single team in the league. They're, you know, they're just a normal team now. And it'd be fun to see clay back in there too, but unfortunately he's not. Um, But yeah. Wow. Steph's been on an absolute tear. So Steph has been saying too, he, he thinks he's the MVP front runner. Do you think this last 10 games makes a case for that? (sighs) No, I don't. Um, (laughs) Personally, (laughs) I don't know. You can't you can't put someone on top of the MVP ladder from just a little ten street game. Like obviously, yeah. Like he's been proving himself that he's probably the hottest player in the league right now. But you have to you have to include the entire season. And you know we know the top two being uh, Jokic and Embiid. They've been consistently the best players all year. So wouldn't it really be fair, I guess, to put Steph in that conversation? But I don't know. What do you think about that? I don't. I mean, it, it's been an unbelievable stretch, but like you said, 
10 games doesn't make up a whole season. AD does. Embiid, yeah. Jokic have been going off. Um, yeah. And, and I don't – okay, here's another topic. Does a player on a team that is barely going to squeeze into the playoffs look better from a MVP caliber than someone from a top title-contending team like – um, I mean, Donovan Mitchell's not really in it, but like Devin D-Mitch. Booker, yeah. D-Mitch. Yeah. Um, I mean, the, the Denver's up there. They're, they're a really good squad. Jokic yeah. is in there. Obviously, the 76ers NBA. are a top team in the East. Yeah. Do you think that has yeah. anything to play in MVP discussion? So that was kind of like the um, contradictions that happened a couple years ago when James Harden won just because, I mean, Harden's stats, his stat line was just, you know, it was absurd. Like, he was averaging, a, I think it was like 33 points per game, like somewhere close to like 10 assists and like seven boards. So it was just crazy. But, I mean, once again, it wasn't like it wasn't like they were a top contending team. Like, And then that's why we saw, you know, the Giannis's, the LeBrons, who their teams are actually, you know, contending for titles. That's why those kind of players, I feel like, should be have more of a case for MVP just because – you, I don't know how you can be the most valuable player if your team isn't, you know, considered to be one of those top contending teams. I agree. It's just hard to put it on a scale too, because Devin Booker, lighting it up for the Suns the last couple of years, but they haven't been winning. Yeah. So it's like yeah. if you don't have the players, of course he's going to go off. If he's a good player, does that make him exactly. the best yeah. in the league? But now you've got yeah. a supporting cast with Chris Paul, uh, developing yeah. young crew. You've got Jay yep. Crowder in there, and now Devin Booker and Chris Paul are He's, both in the MVP race. Yep. I mean, they're not yep. anywhere near the top, but they're both in there because they're number yep. two in the West, and they're actually looking like a solid team, and, and they're both performing. So I don't know what has to do with it and, and what plays into that. I, I don't think it's Steph's year to win because we're looking at the entirety of the year and maybe the whole supporting cast of, of – um what that's looked like from Steph and, and the this Warriors team this year they're just yeah. not great and and he's not been fantastic the entire year either so I don't think he's in the MVP race I respect the last and, few games yeah. he's had though yeah I mean I don't really think anyone I don't think anyone's gonna seriously consider him to be the MVP uh he might think he is but you know who doesn't think they're their own MVP but um, I think it's a pretty obvious um, selection between Embiid and Jokic, and if I'm going to make my prediction, I think it's going to be Jokic, just because he's been, you know, he's been solid all year long. Uh, you know, he's been averaging crazy numbers. He's averaging 26 points per game, 11 boards, and nine assists as a center. Like, really? Nuts! Insane. That's insane. They're even saying. Um... Harden is up there, but he has not played in the last six, seven games, and he's probably going to be out for a little bit longer. Antetokounmpo's always up there. Um, Kawhi's in the mix. But, yeah, I think think it's Jokic's year. Yeah, and I don't know. Going back to Harden, like, yes, he's averaging – is he averaging a triple-double right now? Or is it just – no, he's – I think he has – uh, I think it's like 25 and 12 or something. He's put up 25.2 points a game, 10.9 assists, okay. Um, okay. total rebounds, eight, eight a game. 
Okay, so, you know, that's a phenomenal stat line, and he's been carrying the load for assist-wise. But, like, how hard is it to play with Kyrie and Kevin Durant? Like, it's not hard. <laughs> Jokic so, doesn't even have Jamal Murray anymore, and he's still putting up no, Jamal, 26 yeah, and a Jamal half. Murray's out. Almost exactly. nine assists, 11.1 like, rebounds. Jamal Murray, Gary Harrison, Michael Porter are a lot different than Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and James Harden. So Exactly. I don't see Harden being in the top five for that race, but who knows, honestly. Who who even knows? Um, they're all phenomenal players. We'll just leave it at that. Yeah, it'll be an interesting finish, but um, yeah, I think it's Jokic this year. It's got to yep. be. He's been fun to watch. Yep, I'm going to agree. What is going on with your Celtics, though? Oh, man. I was so when I was in Arizona, I just I kept kind of um, checking in every once in a while with our with our games that are going on, and we've been balling, man. We've been balling. We we had a tough loss against uh, Chicago the other night, which was kind of a killer because we had we won six in a row before that. Um, but we uh, Tatum's been lighting it up. So after his career high fifty three, he he and Steph kind of went off on a little. Uh, shooting spree and he had another 44 point game um so we've just been closing out these really close games which is what we need even if it is a team like the warriors but like once again steph put up 47 so like for tatum to kind of match that kind of play and be able to close out a game like that like that's huge for someone who's um kind of leading a team as a 23 year old yeah. And huge for a team that needs to get hot at the right moment, and that's what I think we are right now. Yep. Celtics looking looking a lot better. I mean, if if yep. they can if they can stay on fire, win a couple games, you might be able to squeeze into that four seed and look like the actual Celtics. They're sitting at that yep. six right now, but they have yeah, they have it's a lot really of potential. Close. It's really close within that um four to seven spot. I mean, the Knicks, Hawks, Celtics, and Heat are all within a game and a half. So And how are the Hawks and Knicks in there? Who would have thought? Oh my gosh. Who Where did they come thought? from? I mean, okay, so if we're going back to the start of this year, if I was going to say and look at a team that I honestly thought was going to be good this year, it was the Atlanta Hawks. And like I just don't get how they can't be good. Like their roster is honestly stacked. It's a very good roster. They They've have had great draft picks in the last few years. Very um, good draft picks. That yeah, they're just a very good looking team. Trey Young, who is very young. They got too. Jared Culver, right? Yep. Yeah, they have Culver. So they got they got DeAndre Hunter at um forward, Bogdanovich at guard. They got John Collins, who's an insane athlete, great rebounder, also super young. Trey Young, we know how good he is. Uh, another great high pick, Cam Reddish, um, Kevin Herter. And then Capella at center. So, like, they have a very stacked roster who yeah. are all, like, under the age of 28. Yeah. They're not a top title contending team. But I think oh, absolutely I not. think they're yeah. where you'd expect them to be after what they've yes, been dealing definitely. with the last little bit. So, I'm happy yeah. for them. But how about the Knicks, yeah. though? Remember last year the Knicks literally missed out on all these free agent signings, threw, <laughs> threw together a team of whoever was left on the board, I mean, Julius yeah. Randle was a great sign, but um, yeah. they literally got like the last end of the bucket here of, of what was available in the free agent market, and they've actually put together a pretty dang good team who is yeah, I don't, right in the middle of possibly not even having that play-in game. Once again, I think it's I think it is kind of coming back to their 
I think their younger draft picks are finally coming into form, and I feel like they're finally playing good, like Kevin Knox, R.J. Barrett. Um, and then, like you said, uh, and then that huge signing in Mitchell Robinson. So, And Obi, Obi Toppin, that was the other one I was thinking of. Yes. So um, they have these all this young core that's finally kind of coming together, and we're seeing the New York Knicks, you know, for the first time in who even knows how long finally start playing like decent basketball and they're a four seed in the East right now. So eight, eight win streak. Yeah. Crazy. They're on fire. They're obviously the most, um, the most pressing team to watch in New York. I mean, no one really cares about the Yankees right now. They're all watching the Knicks and, and when's yeah. the last time that happened? <laughs> the Knicks and the Nets, man. Happy for them. And even the heat, like yeah. 30 and 28 after going to the finals yeah. last year, do you think they have any chance at, getting to the Eastern Conference Finals? I mean, it's it's tough to say just because it's it's the Heat. And, I mean, they were the five seed last year coming in the playoffs yeah. in the bubble. Yep. And they made it to the finals. So, I mean, it just depends. If they turn it on late, if, you know, Jimmy Butler was unstoppable in the bubble, in the bubble so no one could even, you know, match up with him whatsoever. And so he just kind of took over and carried them. So it's just it's one of those things when – he the moment comes who's going to step up the heat did that last year who knows if they can do it again yep we will see i mean they don't have drake jay crowder to fire up threes for them anymore so we'll see how big of a run they can make yeah. i mean bomb abadayo yeah. has been doing amazing possible defensive defensive player of the year there they've been looking really One sharp be but now. yeah I mean, moving on to Jay Crowder and the Suns. Did you see that Suns 76ers game? Oh, my gosh. That ending. So I did, oh, that, my gosh. I, I didn't really watch the game, but, I mean, watching the highlight of that shot. How does how does that not – okay, I realize how fast the ball is going, but I feel like that should go in. Like, he could not have lined that shot up any more perfect off the bank. Not even a chance. And if you're sitting in a gym – Throwing up shots, you could throw up twenty shots, and you're not going to come anywhere close to the way he Never. did tonight. Never were near that close. And if any of you guys haven't seen those highlights, please go watch it. Just look please. up the Sun Seventy Sixers <laughs> game. The Sixers are down by three, with a second left essentially. Chris Paul's at the line, makes the first free throw, makes it a three point game, misses the second. Embiid grabs the board, heaves it from the other free throw line to the other side of the court, hits the backboard. Hits the rim, rolls around the entire rim, and then comes out. Would have been for the tie, sent it to OT. Crazy. I don't know how that happens. Crazy. That ball's moving quick. I mean, it's hard to make that ball go down unless you swish it. But he, he lined it up just about perfect. I don't know how just that ball doesn't perfect. drop right into the hoop. Neither do I. Okay. Um. So looking here at the Western Conference, um. We see the Suns a game and a half back. Obviously, we know how good the Jazz are. Yep. Um, but look, if you look at this, we we the Jazz and Suns did have a pretty big gap on the rest of the field. But if you look here, the Clippers went on a tear the last couple of weeks. They're nine and one in their last ten, and so they're only three and a half back of the Jazz and two games back on the Suns. And then also you see the Nuggets. They're eight and two in their last ten. So, do you feel like the Clippers? Or probably not the Nuggets, but do you feel like the Clippers, um, with the way they're playing right now, have a chance to either a pass the Suns, or make it a very interesting push, um, 
possibly even beat out the Jazz for the one seed. I don't think they're going to beat out the Jazz for the one seed. I, I think they have okay. a chance at, at passing the Suns. Um, of course they do. They're the Clippers. They have Paul George. They have Kawhi. Yeah, um, like they should be. Oh yeah, for sure. And their schedule yeah. coming up too, very manageable. But they do have a matchup with Phoenix, and then Denver the next day. Besides Those that, huge games. Besides that, very manageable finish. So I think they're gonna win a lot of games here down the stretch. Those games against Phoenix and Denver are gonna dictate um where they finish down the stretch but of course they have a chance at that two seed i don't think they can pass the jazz uh with the one but we'll we'll, we'll see how that finishes so if we remember um kind of just finishing things up with the clippers real quick um if we remember last year the biggest concern with the clippers was uh that series against the nuggets how we basically just saw them fall apart um, we saw Paul George play the worst he's ever played in his career. And um, kind of coming into this year, I felt like Paul George was one of my uh, main players to watch because I felt like he was going to have a bounce back year. And here we're seeing him average 24 points a game. And I feel like it's the same Paul George we saw uh, years ago. And so could this team having a Paul George that's playing no. like they is right now no. with Kawhi? No. <laughs> do you think they could make I it? I can't to even the let you finish. No. They they can't do it. Paul George, I do not like. I, I don't care if okay. you've been watching him all year. I do not like him. He's cocky. He's playoff Paul. He I I just there's not much to like about him. Like he's he has the fire of a Russell Westbrook, but he does not have the likability. He's been hopping around from team to team just trying to find one that can win a title. And when he's playoff Paul and gets to the playoffs, he chokes. And he's still a great player. He should be making a lot of money. I just don't see them making a big run. I I think there's going to be a great series with them in the playoffs, whether they're playing the Nuggets, the Lakers, the Suns, the Jazz, even the Trailblazers. I, I just don't see anything coming from that. The Jazz are... Too unbeatable not to make it to the conference finals, in my opinion, unless you get this stacked Lakers squad with LeBron and AD back in the playoffs. The Nuggets, I don't even think can do it. Um, The Suns would be a great series. I think the Clippers-Jazz would be amazing with the Jazz handling that too. But I don't know. I don't like Paul George. You can fight me on it. I don't see that team (laughs) going to the finals. They might be able to make a run to the Western Conference Finals at least. Um, But I I see an escape in those Western Conference semis. Interesting. Okay. So you think it's going to be even an earlier exit than last year? Or you think they'll probably get around the same round they did last year? Right around the same. I'm I'm predicting semis um, at at best, the Western Finals. So I don't see them coming out of the West. I'll just leave it at that. Okay. Okay. I I don't know if the Suns could do it. Um, Jazz most definitely can. Yeah, I just I don't know if I can just trust the Jazz. I don't know. I don't. They're like the Suns. It's kind of a new team. That's it's. They're just pulling weight. Yeah, but it's like are they so hard to? Exactly, it's so hard to um kind of trust a team like that just because you have to remember how like much playoff experience actually matters and teams like the Jazz and Suns, like they're not very prone to making deep runs in the playoffs. And 
how much can you trust a team like that to be better than you know a team like the Clippers or a team like the Lakers yeah. or even the even the Nuggets who made the conference finals last year. Exactly. And this is a very far-fetched idea too. Um, let's say the Suns and Jazz were in the Western Conference Finals, which would be insane. I mean, TV America would hate this, not having yeah, an LA absolutely. team in there. Um, yep. But the the Jazz sit with the best home record in the league, twenty six and three. Suns with the best road record at eighteen and seven. Nineteen seven. Nineteen and seven after tonight. That's right. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That'd be a lot of fun. But that would be a lot of fun. The Suns be, have a lot to come through in this this month of April at least they've got the Celtics and Nets on the road Clippers and Jazz at home to end the month so yeah here in the next couple weeks on the podcast we'll we'll close in on the Suns a little bit but they've got some work to do if they want to hold off the Clippers at least I feel like right now is a really crucial time for the Suns to kind of prove who they are and I mean they're sitting at a very nice 26 games over 500 but if you want to be able to play in the playoffs, if you want to play against these really high contending teams, I feel like these last couple of games against teams that you just mentioned, you know, the Celtics, the Nets, the Clippers, um, Nuggets, one of them. Um, I feel like those are teams that you kind of have to beat if you want to be able to prove that you can contend in a playoff series against, you know, really high caliber teams. Yep, exactly. It's going to be a very interesting finish. And one more one more, more point on the NBA I wanted to touch base on before we close out today. Um, the Dallas Mavericks. So they're down there at number seven, right? 30 and 26. Yep. I thought yep. this was absolutely hilarious. So Mark Cuban, their owner, he's part of a board this last year that implements he, – he voted um, essentially to have this playing game where seven and eight would go against nine and ten and give more yep. teams a chance at the playoffs – and make it a little more interesting, try and avoid tanking. Um, He's a part of this board, right? So now the Mavericks sit in a pretty comfortable spot at seven, maybe even Mm -hmm. get the eight seed. They should make the top eight, I I, I think. I don't think they fall out of that. They should finish in the top eight. But they're likely going to be around that seven or eight spot if they finish there. And he's not very happy um with that and he's going against his comments saying that the playing game is stupid uh, just, what a joke that's just that's just mark cuban for you i mean yeah no that's crazy even and if you look at like their recent play like the Mavs have not looked very good lately and so i mean they're probably gonna hold on to that seven maybe drop to the eight but you see a team like the warriors or spurs who are very capable of playing in um a playoff game especially with the way Steph Curry's been playing like what if we have a closeout game that has the Warriors and Mavericks in an elimination game like the way Steph's playing right now I don't see the Mavericks beating them so Mm-mm. it would be kind of crazy to see like his comments just kind of come back at him and get eliminated from the playoffs I mean I'm not a huge Mavericks fan so I don't really care but yeah that'd be crazy it is. I was just shocked to see that. I mean, classic Mark Cuban. I mean, he's going to do what he wants. Um, yeah, his, his public comments are going to be in favor of the Mavericks always. I get it. Yep. But it's just funny that he voted on it, and now they're sitting in that spot, and he's very against it because <laughs> they should have this clean slate going into the playoffs and, and going against possibly the Suns. But, yeah, he's he's pretty tweaked about it. So I think it's awesome. 
All right, very, very, just kind of closing up here. Um, I need a very bold prediction from you. On it. We're looking, we're looking at playoffs coming in the next um, few months. We'll say, what is it, middle of June? So we got about, we got about seven, eight weeks till the end of the season, right? Okay. Um, till about the conference finals um, portion. What do you see are the four teams that make the conference finals as of right now? Four teams that make the conference finals right now. Yes. What is a bold prediction that you'd have? Oh, put me on the spot. I love it. All right. So out of the East, I'm going to start there. Okay. We've got the 76ers and the Bucks. Okay. Okay. I don't see... The Nets coming through with that. Um, I'm, that's taking the 76ers at the one seed, though, over the Nets to make that happen. Um, but, yeah, I'm, t- Let's I'm just saying say, say the Sixers make the one seed. Yeah, we're saying right now I'm saying 76ers and Bucks. okay? Okay. Out in the West, I'm going to say the Jazz. And, you know, I'm going to say the Suns. I'm taking Jazz oh. and Suns. NBA is not like March Madness to where you see a lot of upsets. Like those top seeds run no. the table a little bit. The Clippers, yeah. like I said, I they can maybe make the conference finals, but I think they might get out the round before. The Nuggets, I don't think can okay. do it with Jamal Murray. The Lakers are too injury, injury prone, and if they don't have a healthy LeBron AD squad, which they've even been beat by the Jazz and Suns by, yeah. I don't think they stand yeah. a chance. Um, if you want a dark horse in the West, Trailblazers. Okay. I mean it yeah, it's it's hard to count out Dame ever. So Yeah. I would I think that really I think out. the Blazers have a great chance at making the conference finals in the West, but I'm gonna say Jazz Suns, 76ers, and Bucks. Who do you got? All right. So right away, I'm just gonna kinda shove your little 76ers team out of there <laughs> real quick. All right. Um I'm obviously not a big Sixers fan whatsoever, but all biases aside uh, the Sixers are just at that team every single year, never can show up in the playoffs, always exit early. And I just don't think they have what it takes to win in the playoffs. And um, looking at those top like three, four teams that could possibly be in there for the East, um, I see the Nets as a heavy favorite, um, even because we have Durant coming back soon too. Can't forget about that. Yep. And then it's hard to kind of count on the Bucks. But it is still the Bucks, and as much as I would want to put like a little wild card team in there, I don't think my Celtics have enough to get there this year. <laughs> yeah. So, so you're taking if it you're pans, taking Bucks Nets. If it came out to it, I'd say it'd be Nets Bucks okay. for the East. Nice. Um, and then going to the West, I do see the Jazz making it. I don't like picking a team like that just because it's. Once again, we're talking about a team that has never really made it that far and in a while. And so we look at a team like the Jazz, but they are 29 games over 500, 26 and 3 at home. So it's tough to pick a team against them to win. Um, so I do have the Jazz, and then I'm going to stick with the Clippers just because I feel like they have the most talent to get themselves through. Um, given that the Lakers don't have LeBron and AD. Okay. 
I see it. So Jazz Clippers. Good predictions. I like it. Um, you know, I'm gonna debate you on this this Clippers going forward though. <laughs> And I really don't want to see the Nets in there, and I think they have a great chance of getting upset come playoff time. Um, but they're also like it. the they LA Dodgers, it. and they have a great chance to win it all. So we will yep. see. Um, well, we'll see our yep. our predictions stand up. But you know, April coming to a close here soon. We'll be wrapping up our podcast here probably at the end of the month, and we've got. NFL draft here coming up and we're going to have a lot to talk about there once we've got some more trades on the board and the draft actually happening. Um, So we're super stoked about that and yeah, lots of exciting stuff as always. So stay with us. Um, Stay tuned. Stay tuned. And we've got a lot for you. One more thing too. uh, feel free to give us a follow on the, on the Twitter um, at tater tot sports um tweet out a little bit feel free to give us some shout outs any questions things you want us to talk about if you want us to debate give us a little shout out we'll we'll hit you up next week on the cast so we both we both love the engagement of course yep we we like arguing and we like engagement we love it feel free to feel free to shout us out yeah seen some great numbers too so thank you all for listening we will catch you next time on the cast thank you